the children of the Force. Welcome to episode 105 of Children of the Force, a podcast about Star Wars by one adult and his two kids. I'm Al Nawatsky, the adult. I'm Anna, and I'm 11. I'm Liam, and I'm 9. And I'm pretty sure this is the last time that we are going to record before Solo comes out. That's weird. Yep, because, you know, normally we do it next week, but Anna, you're gone all week. Yeah. You're camping. Yeah. Uh, for school. Yep. Yep. You're going to be far away for a whole week, leaving Monday, coming back yep. Friday. And you are coming back Friday, which means you will not be here Thursday night. Right. Which means so we cannot go opening night. Go. But we're going to go on Friday. We're going to go on Friday. So this is kind of weird for us. Uh, it took me a little while to come to terms with the fact that we cannot go opening night. Of course, we could go opening night. But, but then Anna... you guys would have do it without me, and I never allow you guys to do that. You wouldn't um, allow I, us? No. I, will, um, I, I would do it two days in a row. We probably <laughs> should do it on opening night because it'd just be fair, Anna. It'd be fair, fair. Huh? Liam, I saw the last Jedi <laughs> once without you. This is a whole different thing. Are you still... No, we're just going to see it once without you. Are you still sure, bitter, yeah. Liam, that Anna saw the last Jedi trying. without us one time? You're holding on to that? So we will not go opening night because we want to all be able to go together. So we're going to go Friday evening, which is cool. It'll be fine. I'm okay with it. Especially because it's not a saga film. It's it's yeah. a haunt. It's a it's solo. It's a standalone. It's um, I'm it's excited funny that for they it. Do solo after Han dies. Right. Um, yeah, I remember when when you know after the Force Awakens, feeling like oh I'm so sad, but I but also knowing that we're gonna get more Han. True. Yeah. Uh, and and having that be a little bit of a a consolation it's prize. It's not right? real life. <laughs> it's not like you're never gonna see Han again. Right. Uh, so, yeah. So, I hope you have fun at camp, Anna. Mm -hmm. And we'll be thinking Thank of you. you. Liam and I, maybe if something big comes out, Liam and I might record a little episode just by ourselves. We're not sure. But, mm -hmm. um, but for sure yeah, we'll I have something out. recorded an episode without me, mm, right. but, but not like a regular episode, because, you know. Okay. But yeah, we'll be recording our thoughts about Solo, um, you know, probably Friday night. Or possibly Saturday morning. And then we'll get those out as soon as we can. So not this coming up weekend, but next weekend, uh, the weekend of Solo, we'll have our stuff up. So, yeah. Um, let's talk about some Star Warsy stuff that we were up to this last weekend. Ashley Eckstein. So, yes. We saw Ashley Eckstein. We talked to Ashley I Eckstein. I got my shirt signed, and I'm actually wearing the shirt that's signed. She hot, you sky guy. Even though it's dirty, I just wanted to show my friends. She said she liked my style, and she remembered me from her post thing two years ago. She said, <laughs> the force is strong with you, sky guy, in Ahsoka's voice, to me. <laughs> oh, right, so totally I, um, I, I asked her, um... I asked her when the new Ahsoka Sabine um, thing was going to come wait, out. Wait, wait, the wait. new Let's Ahsoka Sabine up. television show was going to come out. Let's just back this up a bit. Mm -hmm. Ashley Eckstein is the person who plays Ahsoka, and she wrote a book called Is Your Universe? And she had a book signing, um, and we went to the book signing, and we got to get in line and sign our books, and we got to meet her. So, 
just to tell you what exactly was going mm-hmm. on there, in case you were confused. Yes, at our <laughs> local Barnes and Noble, she came. Yes. Yes. Uh, it was amazing. And I got my shirt signed. And you got your shirt signed. And we also bought, so we bought two copies of It's Your Universe. We also bought a copy of Ahsoka, the novel. We signed both of them. And, we and had... one of our It's Your Universe books that is signed out of the two books we are going to give away to someone on the pod- who listened to the podcast. Yep, we are doing a giveaway. We we bought this book for a patron specifically. Right. If we did it just for patrons, uh-huh. you know, it'd be funny. Like someone yeah. just signs up right now, patron. Right. Um, one cent a month. Nope, <laughs> one cent a month. Well, there is there is an extra incentive for patrons. Uh, we'll get to the we'll get to the contest thing later. Let's talk more about okay. about how awesome it was to see Ashley Eckstein. Yes. Um, it was so, awesome. She has the same porg as us. You know, porgy. We've the, talked about him before. The giant porg. She has the same exact porg. Mm-hmm. Yep. And uh, one thing that she did before anything happened was she said, I want to do a big uh, Wookiee roar for Roar for Change, which is like mm-hmm. the uh, raising money for, I believe, UNICEF. Um, and then she said... She said, I don't have a roar, a roar I just say roar, so, yeah, right. so if you I don't have a roar, roar too, cause, okay. you know, whatever Ashley Eckstein does, I have to do, do. And also, I don't have a very good roar either. I right. did, I would. <laughs> that was a good one. Um, yeah, and her husband was there, and he was taking video of the whole crowd roaring. I actually put uh, a video of that up on our Twitter, at uh, Force Children. If you want to see the video, uh, just go there. The video of video. The video of them taking a video, yeah. Uh, yeah, so that was fun. And then... You know, she didn't talk too much about the book. I thought maybe she'd read from the book a little bit, but she didn't. She wanted to get into questions right away. Um, so people ask questions, uh, and then Liam, you asked your question, uh, which was what you'd said. Uh, but first, what you said before you asked your question was, you said... Like, first things first, your character's awesome, and, and so are you. Yep, and that's when she said, oh, I sense I sense the force is strong in you, Sky Guy. In Ahsoka's voice! In Ahsoka's voice, yes, yes. Uh. <laughs> oh, that was pretty cool. That was um, awesome. So, and then yeah, you asked about the uh, if there's going to be another Ahsoka TV show, uh, Ahsoka and Sabine teaming up to find somebody uh, that we don't want to spoil on the show, just in case people haven't watched Rebels. Uh, she said she is as in the dark as we are. She actually doesn't know, which means that they're not working on it yet because I believe her. Uh, because, like she said, she's a terrible liar. So if she had to lie, she wouldn't have said, I know for a fact, because she doesn't want to lie, right? That's her thing. Like, she she mm-hmm. she doesn't want to lie and say, I don't know. So she won't lie. Instead, she'll change the subject, right? Or she'll do something to make it so that she doesn't have to lie, right? Uh-huh. So, uh, so I completely believe her that there actually is nothing in place right now, at least as far as you know, her recording lines or her having to know what's coming up. So that might be a ways down the road if it happens. And if it does happen, maybe it'll be, like we said, a book or a comic. Maybe she isn't involved with the production of it. Who knows? Well, we'll probably um, have to get her permission first. She does not own the character of Ahsoka. Yeah. She actually has no... Does, Han Solo, does Harrison Ford or Han Solo? Own Han Solo? No. Does Luke Skywalker own... Mm-hmm. No. Does Mark, Does Mark Hamill own Luke Skywalker? Nope. Carrie Fisher own Leia? Nope. Those are all Lucasfilm properties. Lucasfilm owns those. 
So they could recast. I mean, if they wanted to, they could they could say, you're no longer going to be in Star Wars, Oscar Isaac. We're going to have someone else be Poe Dameron. And there's say, nothing Oscar Isaac could say about it. They could say, you're fired. Yeah. Uh, I guess they could, but that would leave a really <laughs> gross taste in my mouth. <laughs> I feel like I need to get like a, like a, like a tongue scraper. Scrape my tongue off or something. Um, anyway, even though I didn't say it, I need to scrape your tongue off. So something that I found really funny yeah. was that she said writing a book was something she'd never do, and <laughs> she said basically she worked with someone, they wrote it out for her, mm-hmm. except it wasn't in her words, so there was like five days until she had to submit her rough draft. Yeah. Um. So then she said she just locked herself in the bought a bunch of Oreos, put them in her room, locked herself in her room, and just wrote for, like, five days straight. And she had a bunch of Oreos. And I was like, that's just so funny. <laughs> yep. When you gotta buckle down and, and do your work, just eat Oreos. Eat Oreos. <laughs> uh, yeah, she, you know, and I, honestly, I have not read the book. Anna, you've read quite a bit of the book, right? I've read a little bit of it, like... A third? A fourth? Fourth, third. Yeah. So, um, can you tell us about it so far? What's Basically, it like? Basically, it's... Okay, so it's a lot like a biography, which is wait, mm-hmm. is an autobiography. Well, it'd be autobiography. Yeah, it'd be an autobiography. It, right? yeah. yeah, um, which is like a book that you write about yourself, mm-hmm. and it's basically just about her life and how she came to be an actor and follow her dreams and stuff. Um, and there's some there's like spaces for you to write your dreams down and like write your how you're going to achieve those dreams. Mm-hmm. And it's kind of like a diary a little bit. Um, like every, like, ten pages or something. Mm-hmm. But, yeah. So you said that after you read it, uh, just a little bit that you've read, you already felt really inspired. Mm-hmm. Yeah? You want to say more about that? Or? Um. Well, I think the way she, like, writes it, mm-hmm. it's really, it's not, like, formal, but it's, mm. like, really casual. Mm. And... Uh, Basically, she's like tells stories of her relatives like never giving up on their dreams, and then they like achieve their dreams. But she said about how like when she was younger, she thought you could just wish upon a star and your dreams would come true. But then um, she learned that if you want your dreams to come true, you have to work hard to get them. Mm. That's good advice. Yeah. Yeah, it's very true. But that doesn't mean you should give up on dreams just because you have to work hard to get them. Right. right? Yeah. And just saying, when you break pretzels, it's not for the wishes. It's just fun when you break pet- pretzels in half. That's not. Mm-hmm. That's right. Not really have anything wishing. To so. That. I know, but like wishing on a shooting star. But oh, right. that's not why we today wish on pretzels and stuff like that when we break the pretzels and stuff we do it because it's fun that's so funny so people have no idea what you're talking about because i made that up um so so back when i was a kid oh my gosh um, you made that up yes i i invented that because and here's why i invented it um we okay so i have a positive memory i have a positive memory as a child of doing the wishbone it's called a wishbone okay and this is the I don't remember what bone it is of a chicken, the clavicle, I think, or something like my mom would always tell us the technical name for this bone. Right. But we would eat chicken because when I grew up, I ate chickens and, um, and there would be this special bone that, um, has two sides to it. And in the middle, there's like a little kind of a plate thing. Right. And 
we one would one would pull on one bone and one would pull on the other bone and whoever got that middle part their wish would come true okay now i don't we don't eat chickens right we're vegan so i wanted to have some sort of approximation of that tradition because i think it's really fun so what i did was i ate uh, a part of a hard pretzel uh, ate everything except for the top part so that when you're done it looks like an m uh, you just kind of nibble it off, right? And then you're left with an M, and then one of us takes one half, and one of us takes the other half, and we pull, and whoever ends up with the middle part of the M, their wish comes true. My so, mind is blown. <laughs> you, you made so, that up? So I, I so yes. at the Children's Museum one time. So, that's right. I, that's where I made it up. We were at the Children's Museum, Anna, you and I. And yeah. Liam, you were there, but you were a toddler, so you don't remember. And I was telling Anna this story, and I was like, oh, but we could do it with a pretzel. So I ate the pretzel, and then we did it <laughs> yeah. for the first time. Yeah. So that's our, that. that's our vegan version of a wishbone. Anyway... <laughs> That was a little you know, what I was saying was yes. we do that for fun. We, we don't do it for actually, fun. Uh, right. actually believe the wish will come true. True, right. true, true. Yeah. Yes. Okay. It's impossible. Totally. Okay. So, um, what's funny is like I really wanted to go to this right, and and I I probably would have gone even if you kids didn't want to go right. I really like I was Why would I, I had butterflies go? in my stomach waiting for her to come out, you know, like I was also super excited because she's star Wars. I mean, she is, I met a star for, Wars actor, right? For, and for, for us, maybe not for me, for me, she, I met Tano. for you guys, she is just as much a part of star Wars in your minds as someone like Mark Hamill is maybe, right? She's, she's, she's also in kind of newish uh -huh. star Wars character. Yes. Like, she wasn't in the Star Wars character. wasn't a Star Wars character before I was alive. Was mm, two thousand one was Clone Wars out? Uh, Might have been, yeah, before you were alive. Okay, but still, but still, yes. Um, we have heard her voice more than we have heard any of the major Star Wars characters' voices. Yeah. Yeah. Think of how many episodes of Clone Wars. I want to watch the how many Ahsoka hours? Again. How many hours? Having of Ahsoka? Actually, I signed. We need to watch oh, the Ahsoka arc. The Ahsoka arc. Ugh. Yeah. Especially having so met good. Ashley Eckstein. Like, right. what the heck? It's going to be so weird. So, was she, when we met her, was she like, yeah, yeah, okay, I'll sign your book next? No. What was she like? She was so nice. She was so including. She yeah. talked to everyone. She understood that we really wanted to talk to her. Yeah. And so she was talking to everyone. She spent, mm -hmm. like, a whole five minutes with everyone. Yeah. Yeah, I didn't feel too rushed. It was really nice. And, of course, we told her that we have a podcast. And she's like, oh, awesome. And she made sure that, you know, she said if we share anything on Twitter, then she'll follow us back. And, of course, when we do our giveaway, I'm going to tag her. And hopefully she can retweet that so that it can get out to more people. And that'd be yeah, awesome. Yeah, I'm, I'm definitely, we're putting that picture out. I'm going to ask her for an address and I'm going to send it. You're going to send her the picture of us and her so she can sign it and send it back to us? Yes. Okay. I, well, I, we can try she, that. She's nice. <laughs> she yeah, has oh, I don't time see for that. Yeah, Well, she she's pretty busy, but yeah. Where she is. Well, yeah, she's touring the country. Promoting her book. And then she's really busy with her universe stuff. And well, maybe it'll take a while, but I might. don't care. Well, it's we can try. It. It's worth a try. But I'm going to pass it around in the circle that we do every morning a in class. my school. <laughs> so let's get to the giveaway. So we have this book. It's signed by Ashley Eckstein. Um, and we're going to give it away to one lucky person. And here's how you can enter. 
I will post a tweet about this on Twitter. It will include a photo of the book and also the signed page of the book. Uh, and if you retweet it, you are automatically entered into the contest. So just retweet, and then when you retweet it, more people will see it, and then more people will retweet it, and but everyone you know who retweets will be entered into the contest. Uh, same with Facebook. I'll share it on Facebook. If you share it on Facebook, you will be entered. Uh, every share is one entry. If you've ever written a review for us on iTunes, because we appreciate everyone who's already supported us, uh, you get an automatic entry into this contest if you have ever written a review on iTunes. If you are a patron of this show, and thank you so much to our patrons, you are automatically entered into this contest. If you become a new patron, your chances of winning are going to be increased. Each new patron is going to get five entries into the contest. What? And each new iTunes review will also get five entries into this contest. So people become a patron again? No. I mean, if they increase their patron, maybe I would okay. include, you know, but yeah, we really appreciate everybody, you know, so I want to make sure that they, they keep they getting Could they stop being a patron and then start being a patron again? If you want to gain the system, you could stop being a patron and start being a patron again, I guess. But then um, I'm sure but, that's you know, unfair. That's, you know, I, I, so please we, don't do that. We don't have... I trust uh, that you're good people. Please don't do that. Yes, our listeners are all very trustworthy. So, uh... I think. You're on your honor. Because they listen to us and we're trustworthy and so they... Yep. So, so there we go. That's how you win. Uh, I'll put a entry up on our, uh, on our website about this too, and just kind of list the different ways that you can get entered. And then, um, let's see, contest will go to the end of May at the end of May. Cause right now it's the middle of May at the end of May. I will draw a name out of a hat. I'll put five names for each people, you know, each person who is a new patron or a new iTunes review, Wait, one name so for everybody get else. a new patron in the time of now and... Between now and the end of May. Yep. I thought you meant if it was like a month before now. Oh, no, no. So if they hear this and they're like, you know what, I've been wanting to support this podcast anyway, now would be a good time to be a patron because then I might get this signed copy of, uh, of It's Your Universe, signed by... Ahsoka Tano herself, Ashley Eckstein, yep. So we would love it. Uh, We would love to get a bunch of entries, and then we'll have a nice big pick-a-name-out-of-the-hat contest. And uh, who knows? Maybe you can win a copy. Be pretty cool. All right. Well, let's head on over to the news. So uh, the solo red carpet premiere happened, uh, and... We have heard some early reviews from the critics who went to this red carpet premiere, and it sounds like Solo is really, really good. Yeah. Uh, The critics are saying it is good. Uh, And these are critics that I trust. Um, People who who do, you know, like Star Wars, but are not afraid to criticize, right? Um, And they say it's super fun. Some of the performances, they say, are just amazing, including... Phoebe Waller-Bridge's L337, uh, who I'm even more excited to see on screen because everybody says L3 when they come out of that movie. So, so excited for that. Um, I am done searching for spoilers, so I could go somewhere, I'm sure, and read the whole movie if I wanted to at this point because enough people have seen it. 
It's leaked. You know, you can find the plot of the movie, I'm sure, if you want to. I don't want to know the whole plot, um, so I'm kind of done searching for that stuff. I'm still watching the scenes and trailers that are coming out from Star Wars, which there are a lot of them, and the movie does look so fun and fresh. Yeah, like, and they have so much solo stuff coming out. They really like, are. more than any of the oh, other Saga yeah. movies. Way more. Way more. They're putting it all out there. They're, like, they're releasing, like, whole scenes. They release like, six scenes from this movie. If you, more like, even if you didn't see the movie already, mm-hmm. you could figure it out. If you looked at all of them, and you could figure out a, a lot of stuff. My guess is most of the scenes that they've released are from, like, the first half of the movie. Yeah, There's but gonna you be a lot still of, figure out a lot of stuff. You could figure out a lot. Yep. Yep, you could. Um, which is fine. Like, they want people to go see the movie. They're confident that the movie is good. They're releasing scenes from the movie to say, look, it's good. Go see it. These scenes. Look at these scenes. Don't they look good? Go see it. And we had, a, I had a little bit of reservations, and Annie, you did too, from that one scene that they released. Um, it just seemed a little off. That scene in the Falcon. Yeah, just uh, Just kind of how Kira, Kira was delivering yeah. her life. It seemed just a little off, and it worried me. But what since they've, about? I don't think you watched this scene. Uh, you chose not to watch that one, but Anna did. She wanted to see it. Um, I'm okay with you talking yeah. about it, though. Yeah, it's, we're, it, no spoilers. Um, what? Oh, just the way she talked, yeah. the way she was saying things. It seemed a little talk. off. It just seemed a little off. It didn't off. really seem like acting. It seemed like bad acting. It's, it did. It, it sounded like bad acting, but yeah. in the context of the movie, I hope that it, it sounds better. It plays off. Yep. Like it actually makes sense. Yeah. And the rest of the scenes that they've released, I can say, are, do not feel like that at all. They feel so okay. good. They feel good. so natural. I want to watch um, a few of those. I just want to <laughs> we'll watch see. a few of them. We'll see. I was saying earlier today that I'm kind of jealous of you kids because you haven't seen as much as me. And, and part of me wants to go back and just not watch anything. But but it's okay. I'm, I'm feeling good about it. Um, Maybe next day alone you can have the experiments. The experience of nothing. Well... Yeah, I'm never going to have nothing. Uh, So yeah, so I'm looking forward to this, but I'm not sure I'm looking forward to it in the same way I look forward to a saga movie still. Uh, And Nick asks us a question about that in the question and answer council, which is coming up. But first, uh, John Favreau was at the red carpet premiere of Solo, and he was asked by Nerdist.com about his new show. And Favreau said his show will have all new characters, different planets, but it also fits into the timeline. Uh, Also, it is set seven years after the Battle of Yavin, which means that it's three years after Return of the Jedi, which means it's two years after Jakku, basically, right? Two years into Ben Solo's life. And about 27 years before The Force Awakens. Did you do all that? I did that math, yes. Wow. Um, so, okay, wait, but Daddy? Yeah. Which one is John Favreau doing again? He's doing the live-action television show that will be on the Disney streaming service. Okay, got yep. it. So There's we don't know so anything. much. Yep. It's like, I don't know which one's <laughs> which. <laughs> right. Uh, well, so it's a live-action TV show. There's only Resistance and that one. Resistance, that yeah, one. There's, there's also, also the Ryan Johnson's standalone trilogy. There's also the Game of Thrones guys uh, doing their own series of movies. We don't know how many. Uh, yeah, there's a lot. There's Did you forget about lot. that one? You forgot about that one, didn't you? Yeah. The Game of Thrones guys? I think so. Honestly, until I just said it, I kind Wait, of no, forgot the about Game it of too. Ones, <laughs> the Game of Thrones one, I remembered. Yeah. But then that one, I forgot about. <laughs> you forgot about the John Favreau yeah. TV show? Ryan Johnson's <sighs> is three, right? Yep, that's going to be a trilogy. Yeah. 
Yeah. A trilogy of three. A trilogy, a trilogy means three. three. Yep. Try. Tri- means yeah, three. Yeah. Try. Yep. Um. So. Yeah. That's cool, John Favreau. Thank you it for that information. Like a Harry Potter trilogy, though. Well, they're wrong. <laughs> it's a Harry Potter series of movies. Yeah. All right. There is, and I don't want to talk about this that much because it's just a rumor. But the rumors have been circulating about a Obi Wan standalone movie in 2020. Yeah, but just rumors. Just rumors. I thought it's worth mentioning it because I've seen it mentioned on, you know, pretty big sites. And I just wanted to, yes, we've heard about the Obi-Wan rumors. I don't really, it doesn't, whatever. If it happens, it happens. I would like it, I'm sure. Um, But I also kind of like the idea of maybe going in a new, different direction with these standalone movies. Not necessarily always filling in the in-between stuff, right? Let's go you know, pre the Phantom Menace, let's go post the latest movie, you know, post the last Jedi. I don't know. We could, uh, do some new stuff, but you know, Obi-Wan is great. And if you and McGregor will do it, that would be awesome. That would be awesome. Really cool. Um, one thing I saw online was that there is a gif of the Corellian hounds. Uh, would you kids want to see a gif of the Corellian hounds? Sure. They Liam? might be freaky, but I don't care. Do you want to see a gif of them, Liam? Okay. Um, uh, let loose the Corellian hounds. Oh, they're weird. <laughs> they got short little stubby legs, and their head is their and their face. Their face their is mouth? just ugh. Is it like, beautiful? Liam? Beautiful. Yeah. They're like bulldogs, except they're like, with a bunch of fangs, like, bunch of spikes. Yeah, they do I think look like I like them. The only thing is wrong is they have too many spikes. Too many spikes. Like their teeth are so big, and then they have spikes sticking out of their cheeks. <laughs> too many spikes. Yeah. Too many spikes. Can you have too many spikes? Yes. Who's letting them go there? I think that's uh that's Moloch letting the leash go. Maybe. Yeah. Not sure. We'll find out Chase soon down, enough. Chase down Han Solo! Yeah, probably, right? The Smuggler of the Week. All right. So, yeah, I mean, you know, we could talk about all the other Solo things that have been released, but it's it's so soon, and, you know, why overanalyze it? Let's let, let's let ourselves be a little surprised, right? Mm-hmm. So um, we'll be talking about Solo a lot on the next episode. But for now, let's head on over to Canon News. The Canon News song, yeah. The Canon News song, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Of course, our Canon News is about Solo uh, because it's coming up. Let's learn some more about Solo and the world of Solo. So when Han is a dad and little Ben Solo is, um, at this point, I think he's one and a half, maybe two years old. Uh Oh, that's interesting. So this time during Last Shot, so this comes from the movie Last, or the movie, from the book Last Shot, and uh, this this part of the book takes place two years after the Battle of Jakku, and that's about when Jon Favreau's show takes place. That's interesting. I hadn't really thought about that. So, anyway, uh, Han is saying uh, he's walking in the dark. And he says, Criff, he whispered, as the sharp edges of one of his son's krill form cambi blocks, and then another dug into his socked foot. <laughs> so even in Star Wars, uh, so Criff is a swear word? Criff is a swear word, yes. How so do you that, know they're Legos? They're Legos. 
That's totally Legos. They could be like just wood blocks that you make towers out of. You know those wood block things? Okay, but you're right. They could be, Liam. But um, it's a very common experience for parents of kids who play with Legos to step on Legos and swear. This is like a running joke in parenthood. Okay, it's a it's a very common joke. So I guarantee you, the author of this book is intending for those to be Legos, but cannot say that they are Legos, because you know that'd be weird. Say Legos in Star Wars, right? So they're krill form camo blocks, uh, and so he says Criff. And <laughs> Ben Solo like Legos. Oh my gosh, I think I'm gonna cry. <laughs> kind of like so, probably. So, yeah, Criff is an old legends swear word, believe it or not. Uh, this is a, a, an expletive that existed in the legends books, and uh, it is also canon. So I don't think this is the first time that Criff has been used in canon, but I like to hear Han say it. Seems like something he'd say. He's not, he's not a Carabast guy. He's a Criff guy. All right. Also, uh, Han Solo is a very insecure dad. I'm going to read a part from the book here about Han as a dad. First, So he's talking about the New Republic and all these meetings and stuff, right? And he says all that was... This is him thinking, right? So it's an internal kind of monologue with Han. All that was exhausting and generally life-draining, but it was nothing compared with how utterly, obviously, irretrievably unprepared he was for fatherhood. Two years in, and no matter what, nothing he did was right. He brought Ben a play blaster from Brundang, which must be like a toy store on uh, there on Chandrilla, uh, which is Mon Mothma's uh, home planet. So anyway, he brought Ben a play ba- oh, unless it's a planet that makes play blasters. A play blaster from Brundang, and he was encouraging his violent side took it away, and the boy wouldn't stop crying. He tried to replace it with a -a Build-A-Space-Center set, and there were too many small pieces Ben could choke on. The worst part was, it wasn't like Leia was just nagging or inventing stuff to one-up Han. She was right about all of it, so he couldn't even properly resent her for it. Every time she pointed out some potentially unhealthy or obviously lethal thing Han was doing, it was like, of course, it was right there in front of him all along. So... He's feeling like, oh, no matter what I do, it's wrong. Right? Dad, I play with Nerf guns all the time. I'm not, I'm still not, I, I'm, I'm more of a nice side than a violent, okay, I'm a really violent side. But I don't actually violent or hurting people. I just violently smack walls and stuff. Are you, what are you talking about? Oh, the, your... I'm saying it's not that bad because I play with Nerf guns all the time. Oh, right. Okay, but what Hans... play with Nerf guns. Right, yeah, you didn't, you didn't when you were two. Um, and, and Han saying that, you know, when he would buy, he bought him a toy blaster and Leo's like, let's not do that. Let's not encourage that side of Ben. And Han's like, yeah, you're right. I shouldn't. So, you know, Han is spending a lot of time worrying whether or not he's doing it right. And if you spend a lot of time worrying, if you're doing it right, you don't make the time and mental space to actually just do it because Han he he's trying to just be a parent, but he has this itch to leave, right? And then that's what happens in this book. He leaves, and he goes on this adventure. And he didn't have to, but Lando asked him to, so he does. And and he's he's relieved to leave, right? And this is a common thing with parents. you got to get out of the house every once in a while. That's okay. 
Um, Especially when it's a two-year-old. Well, maybe, yeah, yeah. Two-year-olds are tough usually, sometimes. Terrible twos. Um, and I, they don't get that nickname for nothing. True, although I think threes are worse, worse personally, but in my experience. Um, so, yeah. So I know it was just Mother's Day. And the advice that I'm going to give probably goes for moms too. But for all the dads out there, I feel like I can speak to you uh, because I myself am a dad. And, you know, the advice would be to, the, the advice I'd give to Han is just do it. Just be the parent. You know, whether or not you think you're doing it right. You have to be there for your kids either way, right? If you don't feel like you're good enough, you still have to be there, right? Whatever good enough, whatever good enough means. And... Han was good enough, but he didn't feel like he was. That's the thing, right? Which made him detach from Ben, and that made him want to get away. And then it's like, then now you actually aren't good enough, you know? Because you're you're detaching. You're not trying to be there for your son, right? Mm-hmm. So it's like this feeling, it's like a, uh, it's called a self-fulfill, self-fulfilling prophecy. There's a phrase for the day. Self-fulfilling prophecy. If I say... Um, if I say, you know, I am just so lazy, and then I just lay around all day saying that I'm lazy, well, I said I'm lazy, and then I made myself be lazy. Okay, right? so think the better of it. Mm-hmm. Like, if you say, I can't do this, then you won't be able to do it. But if you say, I can do this, then you'll probably be able to do it. If you try, okay, well, it's basically, believe in yourself, because if you don't, you'll just give up, and then you won't think good of yourself, and it will not It'll work out the way you didn't want it to. Mm. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I think this has to do with this. Um, kind of like how some kids say, um, like, the, uh, most kids don't do this. Like, they want to stay home from school. And so they say, I'm sick. And then they make their self cough. Mm. That's not really, it has mm. to do that much with it but kind of so i was gonna say it's kind of like what anakin did with padme dying in childbirth right he was he he fulfilled that prophecy himself he's the reason right he focused on this bad thing and then he ended up making it happen um you know so han's focusing on being a bad parent and then he becomes one although i wouldn't say he's a bad parent you know he he got away he came back he was happy to go back when he was gone, he Darth wanted Vader to get back. Darth Vader is Han's dad-in-law. Darth Vader is Han's father-in-law. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> uh, yeah, so, I mean, he's not alive at the time they get married, so, you know. He's a before-the-fact father-in-law. So, I don't necessarily lay the blame of Ben becoming Kylo Ren solely at the feet of Han and Leia. Like, I don't think that they, you know... It's their fault entirely. But that doesn't mean that the tale of Ben Solo doesn't have something to teach us about family, right? I mean, parents have something to do with how their kids turn out, right? It's not everything, but, you know, the way parents teach their kids to cope with stuff, the way parents interact with their kids, that does have an effect later in life. You can't blame everything a person does on their parents, that's for sure. And we shouldn't, yeah, you and can, we don't. Because your parents made you. No, you can't. So whatever you do is your parents' fault. You're wrong. Yeah, I'm right. Yeah, Anna. Okay, so I have a question. Mm-hmm. You know how the bride at a wedding dances with her dad 
and then the groom dances with his mom. Yeah. Who did they dance with? <laughs> they just didn't do that dance. Oh. Yeah. They didn't get married. Oh, like married I'm assuming. Married? I don't know. They. I don't know if they had a wedding or not. They probably just had a wedding with like C-3PO. <laughs> C-3PO was the, the judge. C-3PO's yeah, in probably. Notary Public. Yeah. I mean, who else would they have the wedding with? Who else would they invite? Uh, notary public. That's funny. New Republic. Hmm. Anyway, um, a notary public is uh, a person who can sign official documents. Anyway, uh, so, you know, towards the end of the book, Han does open up to Leia about his feelings of inadequacy. And just doing that helps him feel better. Just admitting to Leia, like, I don't know what I'm doing. Once he did that, then he started to feel more comfortable, you know? So that's like a, a good lesson, right? Like when you're feeling... Like you talk to someone you trust. Yeah, just say it out loud, right? And then hopefully things will get better. Like yeah. when you have an irrational fear, you just say it out loud. Yeah. And then it helps. Yeah, and the fear might not and go away, scared. but we could talk about it, right? And then maybe you won't have it as much right that moment. I mean, it might not go away. The little hope of talking about it might fade away, but mm-hmm. still. Yeah. It helps. Yeah, so you're okay, Han. You did good. Okay, it's not your fault. Uh, mm-hmm. But maybe, but maybe, maybe you should have been there a, more. Yeah. yeah. Super bad dark side <laughs> Sith who mm-hmm. threw you off a ledge and stabbed you through the chest. Goodness. That wasn't your fault. Oh. All right, let's head on over to the question and answer council. The question and answer council, where we ask questions and answer them. It's the question and answer council. It's the question and answer council. Today we have a question from Nick from London, and uh, thank you, Nick, for sending us this question. Also, uh, thank you for sending us that email last week. Uh, I think we got really caught up talking about Infinity War that I did not remember to properly thank Nick for the email, I'm pretty sure. Yeah. So, uh, so, thank you again, Nick, for that email, and thank you for this email. And here is Nick's question. He says in his email, Does Solo feel like a proper Star Wars movie to you? For me, I'm not feeling the jitters and anticipation fever I did for The Force Awakens or The Last Jedi, or even Rogue One. I'm not seeing it opening night either. I mean, sure, it'll be great, but I think they should have pushed it back to December. That would have gotten me way more excited and have that year of anticipation, and also time to shake off the marvelness as Infinity War has been overtaking my hype for Solo. Nevertheless, I'll see it opening weekend and can't wait to dissect what I'm sure will be a very fun, rompy movie and hear your guys' thoughts. Nick de London. What? <laughs> he gave himself a last name. De London. Uh, so, thank you, Nick, again. And that's a great question. Uh, we're, we're just going to call him Nick de London. No, uh-huh. we're not going to call him Nick from London. Okay. That's I'm still going to call now. him Nick from London. I think that's a thing now. Okay. I'm calling him that. Sure. Go for it. So yeah, um, let's see. There's kind of a couple questions there, a couple thoughts. Uh, the big one is, you know, are you feeling like this is a proper Star Wars movie as far as anticipation? Anna, what do you think? No. 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 You're not feeling it as nope. much as you did in December. 
Yeah. Okay. Liam, how about you? I'm feeling more Marvel-y, actually. <laughs> You're feeling Marvel-y, too? Kind of like a Marvel movie. Like, yeah. it's going to be just the humor in it, in the trailers. Oh, you're kind of feeling about Solo the way you like, feel about a new Marvel movie? Yeah, like, mm-hmm. same. you always think it's a bad idea. Or, well, what do you know? You know, stuff like mm. that, I really think, a Marvel movie. Hmm, it more. feels, yeah, because of the humor. Also, I wonder if it, if it feels, if it has that feeling of a Marvel movie. It kind of does for me, too, a little bit, where, like, it's not... It's not like Infinity War, a Marvel movie. It's like, let's go see Ant-Man and the Wasp. Yeah, exactly. I'm I'm pretty excited. I'm excited to go see this movie. Mm -hmm. But it's not like, oh my gosh, we're going to go see this movie. Mm -hmm. Right, whereas... It kind of is like that because (laughs) just like, you know, at the beginning of the podcast, you're like, Solo is in a week. Right. You, you were. Well, yeah, but, like, <laughs> you get what I mean. Yeah, we get what you mean. We get what you mean. So I think, you know, this is kind of, I mean, it's not exactly like Marvel, but it is comparable, right? You have the the kind of the smaller movie and then the big event movie and then a few smaller movies and then the big event. I think this is going to be more the case, right? Like, there's going to be the really big one that everyone has to see, and then there might be some other ones that, you know, uh, not everybody's going to go see, right? Yeah. So like Black Panther was one of those huge ones. It was. It was. And Infinity yep. War too. Yeah. So I think it, Solo is going to do really well because it sounds like it's really fun and people are going to say, just go see it. It's super fun. Mm-hmm. It's a great movie. You know, yeah. uh, you won't be sorry that you went to this movie. Right. That's, that's the, that's the word that I'm getting. Um, but yeah, I, I kind of feel like it. It doesn't feel, I mean, yeah, although Rogue One kind of did, for me, did feel the same way as this. I didn't have super high expectations. I wasn't super hyped. It was really uh, good, though. But it ended up being very good. I ended up being very Personally, pleasantly surprised. I think Solo's going to be better, though. Possibly. Possibly. Uh, and then Nick also talks about how he thinks they should have pushed it back to December. Personally, I feel very glad that it's in May because push it back mean like pushed it. It would have been this December. Yeah, it would have been this December, right? Yes, pushing it forward, but pushing it back for us. Yeah, sure. Back to December means not in the past, but into the future. Yeah, it's kind of weird. Does seem like it should be forward. Yeah. So he means like December two thousand eighteen. So, um. Yeah, I mean, it is coming pretty soon after The Last Jedi, and then, yes, Infinity War, but I'm glad that we're going to get to go see it this summer. We can go in the summer a couple times, you know, just during the day, see matinees. I'm glad about that. I like that it's not competing with Christmas, because for me... What? I like that it's not in December, like all of the Star Wars movies. So, personally... I disagree, Nick. Okay. The London. <laughs> well, Nick likes that December feeling, I think. So, it's alright. Everybody's different. It's just like Christmas and Star Wars. They kind of like battle it off. Yes, and a lot of people think they go great together. And, and it's great that they're at the same time because toys and all that stuff. I guess. Um, but... Personally, for me, it cuts into my preparation for Christmas. So, because I'm also preparing 
for a Star Wars movie with the podcast. So, yep. yeah. Um, and like mentally preparing too, right? So this is going to be kind of a fun holiday season for us, uh, this year because I won't have a big Star Wars movie to also think about. We'll see. It's going to be Father's Day and we're going to go to Solo on Father's Day with you for sure. We'll see. I think that's a really good idea. I think that's a good I idea too. I want to go to Solo. Yeah, me too. With you. That'd be a great Father's Day gift. Thank you. All right. Well, let's go and, uh, see if. I can stump them up. All right. Anna, you're going to go first. What language do Wookiees speak? Sheerwook. All right. You. How did you. Nice. Yeah, I think it's pronounced Shearwook or possibly Shearawook. I'm not quite sure. Um, but it is spelled S-H-Y-R-I-I-W-O-O-K. So it kind of looks like Shearawook. I don't know. Liam, I think if I give you a hint, you'll get it. What did Lando mine on Cloud City? So remember, what what is Bespin? What kind of planet? Gas. Okay. So what did he mine? Carbon gas. Ooh, something gas. Is it on the tip of your tongue or not? Not really. It's carbon gas or something mm, like that. It's not carbon gas, no. I don't... That's okay. If you don't know, you don't know. It's all right. It's a tough one. I, I, you know, I picked, I picked a pretty hard one here. I I, they were both, they were both gas. pretty hard. Well, gas. I could give it to you by saying gas, but it's uh, Tabana gas. Yeah, I wouldn't have guessed that. I just would have said Does it gas. sound familiar to you, Tabana? No. Okay. Okay. All right. Um, I like lumpies, so I can have lumpies spurting out of me. I yeah. like lumpies. Too. You're the lump? All right. Liam's the lump. Anna, we're living with a lump. All right. Well, I think before we go, a quick shout out to Roku Depot for the review that they left us on iTunes back in April. I just saw it because I was looking today uh, to see if we had any new ones because I wanted to check before we did this whole giveaway thing. And sure enough, Roku Depot, the, you know, as if they haven't reviewed us enough in their uh, weekly podcasts in review, they were also nice enough to go on iTunes and actually write us a review and give us five stars. And thank you so much. Roku, R-O-Q-O-O, Depot, D-E-P-O-T, uh, and just Google Roku Depot, and yeah, a lot of great stuff on the website, and what they said was, great Star Wars podcast with unique perspectives. Children of the Force is a great Star Wars podcast that is hosted by a father and his two children, thus providing some great perspectives. They have excellent audio quality, oh, thank you so much, and production values, oh, well, you know, it, it's a... It's a job. Uh, great discussions. Hey, you kids are involved in those. Yay! <laughs> and it's a fun podcast to listen to. Worth checking out. Well, Roku Depot is also a website worth checking out, so thank make sure you, you go over Roku there. Roku Depot! Yes, thank you so much. Oh, uh, and just so you know, Daddy tries really hard to make the sound quality good, so that <laughs> meant a lot to him. <laughs> that does mean a lot to me. Yes, Liam, you got something to say? Um... So, is it a podcast about podcasts, or is it a website? It's a website. Okay. Yep, and they write podcast reviews. And they listen to, and it's one guy. Uh, he, I should say. He listens, I mean, the person who does the podcasting review. Uh, he listens to a lot of podcasts, and he writes up reviews on a lot of Star Wars podcasts. And so you can find... Like podcast critic? Yeah, he is. 
Yep. And you can find a lot of really great podcasts on there that he reviews. Um, you know, from... Does he just do Star Wars or a bunch? They're almost all Star Wars. He does some other geeky stuff. And yeah. So, yes. Thanks again, Roku Depot. And uh, thank you, everyone, for listening to episode 105 of Children of the Force. And as always, thank you to those who support us over on Patreon.com slash Children of the Force. Your support allows us to do this podcast and to make it better. And it also gives you an automatic entry into that Ahsoka book uh, not Ahsoka. <laughs> uh, into that Ashley Eckstein signed, signed book. It's your universe. Um, you might already have a copy, but you, still, you oh. probably don't have a signed one. Well, there you go. So, all right. And other ways that you can reach out to us online, you can contact us via Twitter. At Force Children. Which is where you would go to retweet the thing about the uh, It's Your Universe to try to win one. Uh, on Facebook, we are... Children of the Force. Which is where you would go to share that post about this Ashley Eckstein book. Our email address is... ForceChildren at gmail.com. Which is where you can, you know, email us uh, questions for the question and answer council, or audio jokes. clips for us to play on the show, or jokes, yep. Anything you want, email it to that email address, and we will include it on the show, as long as it's, you know, appropriate. Uh, our website is... www.childrenoftheforce.com Yep. And uh, I'll yep. list all of the ways that you can win this book uh, on that website, all the ways you can enter to win. Uh, also, head on over to speakpipe.com slash childrenoftheforce to leave us a voicemail that we will almost positively play on the show. And finally, leave us a review on iTunes or anywhere else you listen to us, but if you leave it on iTunes, you will also get entered five times. And also, you'll be helping to get the show into more people's ears, which we would really, really appreciate. Alright then, for Children of the Force, I'm Al. I'm Anna. I'm Liam. And may the Force be with you.